to anyone interested in how to fix their troubled finances. Why do I say troubled finances? Because many people have troubled finances in some form or another. I'm David G. Toussaint with TroubledFinances.com. And why do we have troubled finances? Because the world has a plan for your money and my money, and that is to take it from us. So to avoid the world taking our money from us, we show you a better plan. That plan, by the way, is God's plan. What? You mean God has a plan for my money? Yes, he does have a plan for your money and my money. The good news is it's a much better plan than the world's. But before we go into God's plan, let's provide a real-life story. Now, before we go into the real-life story, let me introduce a good friend of mine, my cousin, Scott Toussaint. Scott's one of those determined individuals who, after being in the employment business for 20-plus years, sold his business, went back to school, seminary no less, obtained his master's degree, then went on to obtain a doctorate of ministry in career transition. So he comes to us with great credentials to talk about husbands and wives communication, or the lack thereof, as it applies to jobs and to finances. As he noted to me, some of the stories are quite surprising but we both want to emphasize they're all real. Today, we're going to specifically deal with Marty afraid to tell her husband, which is a story that I dealt with personally. But Scott's going to tell a similar story about different people. The huge question is, what would you tell this couple? Or better yet, what would God tell this couple? So with that introduction, here's my cousin, and I'm thankful to say a dear friend. Scott, thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to, uh, to ministry with you. Okay, when you have an example of a of a guy afraid to tell his wife, and as a matter of fact, as I recall, you said he went to the parking lot and parked there rather than to go to work because he was so afraid to tell his wife. What a miserable situation, right? That's true. That's true. It's amazing over the years that um, I was in the employment business, I ran across many situations where you know husbands and wives were afraid to talk to one another about the condition of their job, whether they were worried about getting laid off, whether they were worried about um, uh, not getting a raise or getting a poor performance review. And what happens more times than not in these situations is a communication breaks down between husbands and wives. And that leads to deeper problems, many times financial issues. Sometimes it even leads to divorce. And we know that about half of the people that um, uh, lose their jobs that are mid-level managers or above end up getting divorced as a result of that thing. So it's, it's a very, very pervasive problem that... Uh, transcends what you think on the surface is happening. In this particular case, a, a fellow that I was uh, coaching uh, got a new job and was very, very insecure about how he was doing. Every day he'd ask his boss, how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? Not that some of us haven't done that when we start a new job, but uh, this he was very insistent. He carried it too far. He carried it too far. And I kept saying, please don't do that. You know, please stop because, you know, your paycheck is the indication that you're doing a good job. But uh, one day he called me and um, he, I said, well, you know, you are, what's going on today? He says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I'm in a parking lot. I said, what happened? He said, well, I got fired because I kept asking how I was doing. 
And uh, that's a sad story. My goodness. Oh, it is. And he was afraid to tell his wife, afraid to go home. And so he ended up going to the parking lot uh, for many days, uh, Mm. pretending to be at work. You know, he left at his usual time, came home at his usual time. My goodness. Mm. And uh, the problem, of course, in these kinds of situations is that if you don't have that money coming in, you're spending money and credit card debt went up and other things went up and you know it's so important for husbands and wives to communicate but men traditionally i don't want to say exclusively but traditionally men communicate less when they're under a lot of stress at work and that's because we know statistically 91 percent of men get their identity from their jobs the situation is going to be very obvious shortly because he's going to run out of money so he the the longer he waits the deeper the hole he digs right well that's true and um sometimes people don't think that their spouse will understand their situation you know uh, many times uh, in my experience a man will come home and finally you know say gee i I, i'm embarrassed but i i lost my job and his wife will say but you know we're all healthy you know they've got so many Mm -hmm. god's blessings we're healthy you know, we've we've got a home over our heads, you know, roof over our heads and so on. But there there's this dichotomy of communication because most of the times one spouse is concerned more about what I'm gonna call the family dynamics, you know, everybody's healthy and so on. The other spouse tends to be concerned about, yeah, but how are we gonna pay for things and how are we gonna buy things and pay the mortgage and do the other things? And this is where communication tends to break down and spouses pull away from each other because they're not used to communicating and sharing their deepest, darkest secrets when it comes to jobs and money, which we both know is a huge, huge problem in many, many families today. Yeah, but if you, if you hide something, that when, when the issue comes to fruition, it will be even bigger than if you had not hidden it in the first place. Well, in this story, thankfully, is a happy ending. Um, he, he did lose his job. I worked with him and coached him for uh, quite a period of time, uh, 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 many months. And he ended up uh, getting another position that was actually better than the one that he lost. Oh, well, that's good. And so it had a happy ending, yeah, yeah. but it was not without some turmoil in, in the middle of the story. I guess so. <laughs> but, you know, a devout Christian guy, um, devout Christian family. So, that you know, this happens to Christians as well as to non-Christians or to any other sector of our community. But this guy apparently was pretty insecure. Otherwise, he would not have been asking his former boss, how am I doing, how am I doing, how am I doing? Uh, because, you know, that, that's an indication of an insecure person to have to keep asking that question. Well, well, that's true. But, but what I think that many people don't realize that in the process of grieving, which we've all known and talked about, you know, throughout the years, um, when someone uh, passes away that you cared about, the grieving process takes about a year, especially if it's a parent. Mm-hmm. You look at, you know, today's the first day I'm alive and my dad isn't or my mom isn't mm-hmm. or my brother or sister isn't. But when you lose a job that you loved, and, and that was the case in this fellow's initial job, mm-hmm. Um, the grieving process goes on two years. Oh, really? It goes on twice as long as the death of a person. Wow. And that's because what we call the bargaining stage of grieving. You know, when someone passes away, we don't hold out hope that they'll be 
uh, you resurrected. know, resurrected <laughs> today. Right, right, right. You know, and, and continue their life. Uh-huh. Whereas if we have a job that we really love and we lose the job, we tend to go back and play in our minds. Why did we lose that job? Mm-hmm. What could we have done differently? Gee, maybe if I go back, mm-hmm. I can bargain my way back into that job. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of time in the grieving process mm-hmm. that we don't go through mm-hmm. when someone passes away. So mm-hmm. it can take two years. And, and if wow. you do, even if you get another job in the meantime, mm-hmm. you still mourn the loss of a job that you really, really loved. And it, and it impacts not only you, but those people around you who love you, your families, your friends, and uh, and others who have an interest in your well-being. Well, I can see that, especially as you know, if that's a job you really loved. Oh yeah, that's the key thing. And a lot of times, you know, uh, if you have to keep asking that question, or, there, or a lot of jobs will be some kind of thing that's that's not enjoyable about the job and so and so then 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 it's good riddance i'm going to go on to something better but in this case he, he really loved the job and so i can see uh, but that's just you know it's just amazing to me that 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 somebody would have a, so be so afraid to tell his wife that he would go to the parking lot you know for for weeks yeah weeks and just sit there you know pretending to be at work and uh so that's just a uh, Quite an amazing uh, story, and 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 so the, the question is, is 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 what should we tell uh, our audience here uh, about this? So I mean, the obvious situations they would just fess up to the wife, uh, but is or is there anything else that we should um, convey? I, I would say absolutely so. Uh, the, the idea here is to be, if anything, over communicative, mm-hmm. more so than you would be because. Mm-hmm. When people in your family find out that you're out of work, they get afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where's the money going to come from? Sure. The kids are saying, gee, in school, am I going to be ridiculed because mom or dad is out of work? Or mm-hmm. I can't get the new coat or the new book bag or whatever it might happen sure, to be. Sure. So I think it's really, really important when people lose their positions that they, they draw their spouse even closer mm-hmm. than they would uh, traditionally mm-hmm. and share... Uh, Everything that they can possibly share, how they're, how they're feeling, how they're doing, what their prospects are, what the family outlook is, and so on, so that uh, the family can do this as, as what God wants us to do as a family. Sure. That's you know, a, this isn't an individual loss. Yeah. This is a family loss. Yeah, that's, that's, a great, that's great advice, Scott. I really, really appreciate that. I think the, the point is, is you said over-communicative rather than under-communicative. And there were, this guy went, ran to a parking lot and, and sat there and uh, for for weeks, it's amazing to me. Is it, the more I think about it, but anyway, the point is, is that is that he should have been over communicative, and instead he was under communicative. So, but you said the story ended, had a happy ending. So, so this is a good story. This is the kind of stories we like to hear happy endings. But it was because that that uh, number one, he be, he believed in God. Number two, he had you to communicate with, right? And then you you were his uh, employment counselor, and so you were able to guide him into a better situation, and so had a happy ending. Well, that, that's true, and I knew his wife. And so, you know, I was able to really coach both of them into how to communicate more once he tipped the scales. But it wasn't my place to go and tell her that she was, that he was, you know, out of work, that he had to, he had to fess up that himself. 
Yes, right, right. I can see that. But the point is, is that you encourage the communication. Absolutely. And, and that was a that was a real important thing. And the key thing is communication between husbands and wives, because that's what God would want us to do. He would want us to communicate because he gave us this spouse to love and to communicate with and to raise a family. But that requires, requires a lot of communication. So the, the emphasis to all this is that we want to communicate. There are many scripture verses that talk about that. But anyway, the point is, is that Scott, because of his training, he has some great um, insight into how to counsel uh, this guy and his wife, and which they both needed uh, coaching. And so he did that, and then happy ending. So if we were to give our audience a recommendation then, we would tell them that they need to have counsel. And there's a proverb that says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. The wise man is he who listens to counsel, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what this guy needed to do was go to obtain counsel, good counsel, godly counsel, and then when he obtained the godly counsel, and then he would have the direction that he needed to solve his problem, which, which he got. Absolutely. And this, unfortunately, you know, is a different world today. Uh, in the old days, you know, uh, my, my grandfather, you know, worked 50 years and got a gold watch, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. and, yeah. and you stayed with the same group of people that you went through life with. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, that's really not the case. You know, the average span of a job is is under 37 months today. It's, under it's 37 Under months. 37. Oh, and it, it, there are uh, new case reports that are showing that it's possible that people will have um, more than 14 jobs in their careers. And the latest data for our youngest generation that is working now says that they'll have 14 jobs by the time they're 37 years old. Goodness, so this is going to change. Oh, absolutely. And this is something that's going to happen more than once. Mm. You know, because the, the, the idea of staying in a job mm-hmm. for your entire career is is one that's kind of gone the way of the ages. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a real sad thing, but it is it is true. It is true, right? Well, we're running out of time. So, anything else you want to say about this particular issue? No, I just think that uh, it's very very important for people to really over communicate with their families and their spouses during time this kind of stress that mm-hmm. happens in their lives and will probably happen again in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Over communicate in this case. So, anytime you have stress. The solution is to over-communicate, not under-communicate. So in closing, if you want to discuss any of this further, uh, please feel free to email uh, me and I, or Scott by going to the website www.troubledfinances.com and send us a note and we will respond. Thank you again for listening. I hope the true story on the finances helped you in some way. This story came from my cousin Scott. The underlying story came from the book Troubled Finances, There's Hope, available at the website troubledfinances.com. I'm David G. Toussaint. My cousin is Scott Toussaint. Have another great day in the Lord. Thank you.